Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, one letter writing minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Amendez in the news. And with us this week is Amanda Haas. Hi. Hello, Amanda. Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs> Today, we are going back to minute 76, which begins with Marty being sad as the music swells. Sure. And ends with Marty saying, signing the letter, your friend. We don't know what he puts could sign it as anything really maybe he's trying to conceal his identity we don't know Calvin. we won't know until next minute <clears throat> um so this is just kind of like a sad minute um, uh, it's very yeah, uh, tender somber yeah melancholy very tender yeah uh it's 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 really sad too because there's like there's layers upon layers of sad mm-hmm. on this moment because you have you have uh doc first saying like i'm gonna be able to travel through time and marty's like no you're not Mm -hmm. and he's gonna say it's gonna be really hard waiting 30 years to talk about this he's like we're not gonna talk about it you're dead (laughs) i can't wait for the day after you come back right and just like imagine doc like original timeline doc before marty came back to 1955 the doc who dies in 1985 that guy, that character's gone. We never see that character again. No, it's a new doc. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, that. that's really crazy. And this doc, presumably, spent 30 years. I mean, who knows when he taped that letter back together. I don't know if he did it, like, right after or what. The night of. Yeah, the night of. I mean, he probably did, <laughs> right? <laughs> he had to go around <laughs> gathering <laughs> up all the pieces. He figured what the hell. Yeah. So, so uh, that doc then just, like had this knowledge that he was going to get killed by terrorists just for 30 years, just like waiting around. He had uh, the clever vest, but there's no guarantee that that was going to work with the type of bullets they had. And yeah. And not, not to mention like, what if he hadn't read the letter? Sure. That's like the saddest scenario. Yeah. If he had never read the letter, if he had never put those pieces together, that means that he waited around for 30 years to talk to Marty about this moment, and then he gets shot dead just at the moment when he would just get a, to. A real John Locke kind he, of death. Not only can he not talk to Marty about it either, like he worked his entire life to make this time machine and then never gets to travel through time. Oh, that is the worst. That is the worst. Yeah, I'm so that glad is he the worst possible scenario. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Well, pour one out <clears> for that version of Doc. Oh man, somewhere in time that version of Doc exists, and it's it's sad. Um, yeah, I imagine uh, I imagine just his relationship with Marty has a lot to do with why he ends up reading that letter. Sure, right? yeah. Like just being like, I really. What if something happens to me and I don't get to talk to him? That would really suck. <laughs> Am I like no? But like, so is Doc like assuming that he's. Is he like destined to live until 1985 in, in in his mind? You know, is he like, oh well, now I just know that I I can't die until 1985. You know, or well, or is an he interesting more, way of looking at it? Or is he more pragmatic about it? Well, no, like there's no there's no guarantees. Anything can happen. I should I should I you know I I, I have no guarantees. Right. So you don't think like as soon as he talked to Marty, he was like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna live till 1985. I'm gonna go that's, skydiving and stuff." That's the thing. Well, is I don't know I what think, position I would have. I think this doc does believe that because you know he says everything as if it's already a foregone conclusion. Sure. Oh. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get to do this. 
it's not until the sequel well well i mean it's really not until marty goes back to 1985 that you start getting divergent timelines going on and doc talking a lot about the different kinds of timelines and the way that time travel in back to the future actually works marty's like it's actually abnegation and right it's (laughs) it's actually a little messier in this movie i i would say than the future movies because the future movies are like okay we really actually have to figure out how this time travel thing works interesting i've never Um, heard anyone say that something in the sequels was less confusing than this one it's no no no, not less confusing it's it's more complicated for sure Hmm. But it makes more like sense logically in my brain. Like, like I mean, we talked about the photograph thing. Sure. I don't know how they took a photograph of his brother's shins. I don't know how that's a thing. <laughs> they already bring out your bring out your brother's shins. <laughs> for the photo. Yeah. Uh, like in what it's universe really is that what's occurring? <laughs> I don't oh, know. We always have to bring out Dave's shins for everybody. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it, uh, so so I, I just think that it's definitely more complicated in the sequels mm-hmm. as far as, like, they explain every minute detail of it. But I think it works logically. Yeah, Whereas so here, it's like at it's least a little they messy. do explain it, you know. Right, right. Instead of it just being like, ah, time travel. Isn't this fun? Right, right. Exactly, exactly. I think that this movie, I think it makes it better in this movie because they make it a little more magical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah. it you do have the question about Dave Shins. And then we go into one of my favorite uh, nerdy conversations to have, which is uh, time travel and fantasy versus time travel and science fiction. I, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm more of a fan of, of time travel and fantasy. Okay. Yeah, me too. But wouldn't sure. this technically be science fiction since he does have science behind it? I think this movie is fantasy. I think the sequels are science fiction. It's sort of like the difference between like Midnight in Paris and, and Looper. Yeah. Yeah. Like Midnight in Paris is like who who the f cares? It, this is just the, what what it is. But Looper is like, well, no, let's actually get into it and like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I get it. It has a very fantasy feel, but I didn't know if just like it being rooted in fake science made it yeah. science fiction <laughs> or not. Like, well, I mean, I guess technically all time travel movies are best on are based on like fake science. Yeah. I guess just some. More than others, I don't know. It's all fantasy, I guess. Yeah, I, I, it's all like, both. Except for like <laughs> Primer, I guess, kind of. Oh, Primer! Oh man, that movie's intense. Um, then we go to Marty sitting at Lou's diner alone at night, talking to himself. In there. <laughs> I just, I really just want them to cut to Lou, like he's just talking to himself, and you just cut to Lou, and he's just like polishing a glass. <laughs> Just watching Marty talk. Goldie, he's here again. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know what you just said, kid, <laughs> but I'm tearing I up. Didn't hear, <laughs> I didn't hear nothing about nobody dying on account of no Libyans. Terrorist? Is that the Russians? <laughs> hey, Russians. Yeah. Do, does Doc grow up like? Re, does Doc grow up resenting like all Libyans? <laughs> well, he doesn't say Libyan terrorist. He just says terrorist. Okay, so just ter- terrorists in general. He, He's not afraid of Libyans now. Okay. <laughs> he says shot by terrorists, and he calls his death a terrible disaster. A terrible disaster. Which I'm just like, all right, of all the adjectives <laughs> and nouns you could use, I mean, I agree, but like, it is it would you be know, a terrible disaster. But is that really how you describe like, the death of a yeah. friend? I mean, not to okay, not to open any old wounds, but a few days ago, like when David Bowie died, I don't remember anybody being like, it's a disaster. 
Right. Yeah, like, like a tragedy, a, maybe. Like this a, a, yeah, this is a fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a disaster just sounds like like a tornado taking down buildings and like. Yeah. So this was a murder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know he didn't. He never. His band, him and his band, they didn't. They didn't write their own songs, so yeah, just, they just covered other people. He's not a good writer, right? Uh, he, he never claimed to be. Which a good ironically, writer. his father is. Oh yeah. We assume. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he could be terrible. Yeah, he could be a hack. <laughs> Maybe that's why it took him like thirty years to publish his first book. He's, like, um, <laughs> he's, like, he's actually just face. not very good. Who's that, guy, uh, who's that guy that writes um, the books? Sorry. That really narrows it down. Oh, man. No, I was thinking of like uh, who's like a uh, 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 Dan Bryan, Dan Brown. Don, yeah, Dan Brown. Homeboy that wrote oh, Code. Yeah, I was gonna say he's like one of those like like airport like authors, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that's true. Um, I also the line, the specific line where he says, "Take whatever precautions necessary," could mean anything. So many things. Yeah. Because that's like something you- it could. It could mean maybe don't have the DeLorean run on plutonium. <laughs> maybe don't steal it from the <laughs> Libyans if you do. Maybe could, don't it, go to Twin Pines Mall at that time. Maybe get out of there. Right. It could be murder both Libyans while you're <laughs> like bef- like after you get the money so that they, they don't have time to get mad at you. Like that could yeah. mean that's something you tell a a, a hitman. Take right. whatever precautions necessary. <laughs> It could mean not inventing the time machine at yeah, all. Yeah, that's so. That's such a weird addition. It could be just like, hey, like stay strapped. Like, what right? would happen to Marty if he caused them not to invent the time machine at all? Would he just go directly into like a wormhole? Well, see, I've thought about this. Of course. And the way yeah. I think, the way I think, because like, okay, so there, you're you're of two minds. So like in this movie, the way that the time travel works is if. He doesn't do the thing he ceases to do exist. But my question is, what happens when he ceases to exist? Because I think, okay, so if he goes back in time and stops his parents from get, getting together, that means that they never got together, which means he was never born, which means if he was never born, he never went back in time and ruined anything. So I think if he had just let himself disappear every time would have just reset and he would be back at Twin Pines Mall before he traveled back in time. Huh. No, that actually makes a lot of sense that the new timeline would just be one without time travel and it would just be like none of it ever happened. Right. Hmm. But the Marty who experienced everything would be gone. Right. You know, there's this episode... He'd be, he'd be caught in a time loop, I think. There's this episode of Adventure Time where... Um, they're trying to resurrect uh, their friend Prismo, and um, uh, Finn is visited by Jakes that are like reliving like popular episodes of the past. Like, there's one Jake that's doing the bacon pancake song. There's one Jake that's like doing that weird dance. I don't know, but like as soon as he diverts from his original timeline, like as soon as the bacon pancakes Jake is presented with the challenge that. He didn't have. He just like turned inside out and died. Dark. Okay. <laughs> and so that's what I imagined would happen to Marty. Oh, he just turned inside out and died. Yeah, All like right. that pig thing from <laughs> Galaxy Quest. <laughs> oh man. Um, this is um, the first appearance of Marty's iconic uh, prom suit. Oh yeah. yeah, he looks good in that suit. Many Halloween costumes would be. Uh, I like his tie. 
I like his tie clip. Like, but I think that was yeah. a nice little touch. Yeah. And his hair? I think uh I think this this costume would be a little more difficult to put together. Yeah, I also but it's think like, people wouldn't know it as well. Like they'd be a, like, yeah, it's, kind of a B, it's kind of a B side. You'd have to I think you'd have to have the guitar. Yeah. 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 I think that's the only way to pull it off properly. Um, um this uh, this lens credence this shot lens credence to I think uh we're I, I think we mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but like one of our potential Marty McFly in the reboot that they do would have been like 2007 Ellen Page. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Would have been a great Marty. I just I, for some reason I just imagined her in that suit, and I'm sure. I see that. Yeah. Ellen Page would be a great Marty. <laughs> um, Lily Tomlin can be Doc Brown. Oh, I'm. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Gwendolyn Christie uh, can be Biff. <laughs> I love that old school inkwell. No, oh, I love it. I, yeah, I, yeah. It, ju- it just says ink. <laughs> it's like it's, it's really great. It's almost like a Roger Rabbit prop. <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, he picked that up from uh, Acme. <laughs> um, he's Sorry, he has cool ink. handwriting. Yeah, he does. He does. And this, um, I, wait, do we see it yet? Yeah, you don't get to see a signature, which is the really the cool part. But yeah, you do get right. to see. You know, um, this kind of watching this minute, it reminded me of a motif. Um, that I hadn't really thought about since we started this adventure, but uh, the theme of uh, Marty and Doc exchanging uh, important emotional bro letters to each other throughout time that's and space. That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> I was this expecting is how they express their love. It really, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I was because I was half expecting when he said your friend, I wanted him to say your friend in time, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's a different letter. I'm like, well, homeboys wrote, write a lot of letters to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I just I like how open they are about their emotions. Yeah. With they, each you know other. what? It, like, again, I love it because you know when the minute starts and they have that conversation, he really there really is some like open emotion where he just says like I'm really gonna miss you, and it's Marty saying like Wow, like this this is kind of the end of the road for you and me. Like yeah, after this you're because because Doc uh, Doc he he he's never had a friend. Yeah, he's like, I'm, you he's know like, I'm really gonna miss you, Marty, and I'm like Oh no, you're about to lose your buddy for. 30 yeah. years and like we talked about this i think it was i think it was last week it might have been the week before but we talked about how doc you know he's never he's never really had a friend and then here comes this kid who's just like a pre-packaged friend yeah because he's just like no i know you and we're buds in the future and everything's cool and like cute yeah. af by the way you know like, <laughs> yeah. <a bonus>. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean it's it's great, but yeah, the, it it is really sad because you know you have that moment where he's like, "I'm really gonna miss you," and Marty, Doc is saying it in that like, "I'm not gonna see my friend for thirty years." Yeah. Like, you're not even born yet. That's messed up. But like, Marty is just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna miss you too," because you're kind of dead. His yeah, face and... is so distraught in that scene too. Like when he's like saying he's gonna miss you, it cuts back to Marty, and he's just like destroyed, <sighs> like. Because, I mean, yeah. he watched his best friend die, and then it's talking to him now. And he has he's to lose like, him again. Yeah. He, like, and you can read it all on his face. Yeah. And he knows he has to go back, and he wants to go back because of Jennifer and his life. But he knows that going back means not having his friend anymore. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird. Like, you know, we talk about, like, great um, – you know, we've we mentioned on this podcast before how much we've grown to admire – uh, Christopher Lloyd and and Michael J. Fox's chemistry, and I, I think I love the relationship because it's sixty percent professional, forty percent emotional. Like, mm-hmm. like they're mostly there to get the job done, 
but there's like there's like plushes of like like they love each other so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like why we love Mulder and Scully is it's like you know there to do a job, but every once in a while you see like a flash of like oh these guys are are bros. Yeah. yeah, although they're more like 10% emotion, 90% procedure. Sure. <laughs> um, um, that's all I have for like, this, You guys have anything Like else? Finn and Poe, they're like 60% emotion, 40% business. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to be doing this for like the rest of the week. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> matching, up, be, like, matching up buds. <laughs> yeah, matching up buds. Bro TP. Bro TP. <laughs> name of the episode uh, all right well uh that wraps up minute 76 we'll be back tomorrow for 77 amanda can you come back yes of course all right uh in the meantime go to our website back to the future minute.com leave comments there or you can email us contact at back to the future minute.com follow us on, on twitter and on tumblr at bttf minute you can like us on facebook uh leave us reviews on itunes that really helps us out a lot and uh, check out our Doctor Who podcast, The Doctor's Companion, and our original audio drama, Geek by Night, which uh, should have the second episode coming up in a couple of days. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. And as always, make sure that you're listening to the other podcasts in the Minute family, Star Wars Minute uh, and uh, Goodfellas Minute. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.